Welcome to another episode of the Replant Bootcamp Podcast, the Boots on the Ground podcast for replanters by replanters with your host, Bob Bickford and Jimbo Stewart. Here in the trenches with you doing the gritty and glorious work of replanting dying churches. This podcast is sponsored by 180 Digital, the church website and branding partner you need to help move your church forward. Here we are back at the boot camp of yet another South Carolina edition. Yes, all of these have been recorded in the hotel room in West Columbia. Now, we're in the true hotel by Hilton, which to me, Jimbo, is a combination of like Ikea. We're in the true hotel, Jimbo, here in uh, Columbia. And the true hotel by Hilton, if you've not seen the concept for our podcast listeners, it's a combination of like Ikea a dorm room, and a hotel. Yeah, there's like a pool table in the lobby, weird Ikea furniture all over the place, and odd coloring. Yeah. Orange, purple, green. Yeah. It's I don't know what people were thinking when they decided this concept. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting uh, deal for sure. We're trying to nail out as many episodes as we can and, and get ahead of things here and, and here, and so we're having a great time nailing some stuff down and speaking of getting stuff done. Let's get some stuff done. <laughs> you were moving on really quick there. I mean, look, this one's about execution. <laughs> this episode is about execution, Bob. We're not here for stories, frills, funny stories, okay. or, the, or the face box. All right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, we want to talk about, so one of the things when we talk with pastors a lot of times is a lot of pastors are dreamers, man. They think big with big ideas of where they want to go, but oftentimes where they really struggle is execution mm -hmm. and and so i want to talk about what are some ways that we could help guys think through how do i get some stuff done how do i go from a big idea to actually it happening um because sometimes i think what we try to do is we sell the big idea because we're so excited about it and just hope that because we've been so excited about it, communicated so well, that other people will go, yeah, let's do it. And then they'll do it. Right. I, I think that was me in the early days of ministry is I have a lot of visions in it, uh, about what we should do and things I wanted to accomplish. And they were probably right and good, but I was always looking for somebody to help me make it happen. And only a handful of times in my entire life did I have somebody say to me after casting vision or sharing an idea you know what i love it let me help you make that happen mm -hmm. that's a great off i mean that's great yeah but the challenge for us as pastors most of us most of the guys we're talking to are are not guys who have paid staff members mm -hmm. who are the make it happen people right who can who are paid vocationally to execute ministry ideas right very few people have that so we have to we have to Think about how do we do that with people who have full-time jobs, families, all of those sorts of things. And so it's easy to think about what you'd like to do. It's a lot more difficult to actually make that happen. Man, execution is so hard. I think one of the first things that you could do, if, if best case scenario, if a hired paid staff member that is somebody helps you think through that isn't an option, this is where at least in Southern Baptist life, the beauty of an associational missionary, a state convention guy, they, don't, they can't be your always guy, but you could, you could say, hey, can you help me 
think through how to do this. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those guys, not all of them, but a lot of those guys are trained and have studied and figured out and how to help do that, how to make that happen. And they can sit with you and come up with a plan. And, and so step one is I would ask you, who is someone in your life within your sphere of life and influence that is good at that? And maybe you're not Southern Baptist, maybe your Associational Missionary Strict Convention doesn't have that guy. Maybe there's another church in town. Or maybe there's a business guy in town that somebody, and so one, I guess what I'm trying to say is this podcast is not gonna be enough. We're gonna try to help you uh, think through these things, but it's gonna be most advantageous if you can have somebody sit down with you and help you think through that. Uh, we talked about that last episode about mentors and how I had a mentor that helped me do that. And so um, it, it's a skill that once you can start learning how to do it, you can implement it yourself. You don't have to meet with your associational missional strategist once a week for two hours and have them help you plan everything. Uh, but just thinking through uh, how to take those steps, what, what would be some advice you'd give somebody trying to take some steps of execution? Well, don't dream alone and don't think alone would be mm. probably the first one that I would say is is we need to have people in our lives who are thinking along with us and dreaming along with us. And most of us tend to not want to do that because we don't want somebody to critique our, our dream mm-hmm. or our vision or to limit it in any way. But I think what I would challenge everybody to think about is the people that God's placed around you who are drawn to your ministry and to you relationally as a leader are people whom God's placed in your life for a specific purpose. Oftentimes those people help ground us in reality or they help us turn those dreams and those ideas into actionable items to to make happen. Yeah, usually if you're a visionary thinker, a big dreamer, you feel so emotionally passionate about things that when you present an idea your emotions are attached to that Mm -hmm. and when people start to ask questions and it feels like critique or maybe they are critiquing you you may have a tendency to take that personally and i do i mean that's in my natural wiring it's hard for me to present an idea that i'm really excited about and to be honest in my flesh i just want you to tell me it's the most brilliant idea you've ever heard and you're so glad that I brought it to you, right? That's what I want in my flesh. That's what I want. But you have to learn how to say, no, it'll actually be better if I can present this idea and then take my hands off of it. Sure. And that way, try not to take it personally and know that what we're doing is we're taking this idea and we're making it better by asking questions and diagnosing things and then developing a plan. Mm-hmm. I love that. In, in divesting your personal value and worth in the fully formed communicated idea is is really key here and so i think one of the things is if you can determine are we asking the right questions and is this the right target is this what we need to do and then asking the group of people who are with you okay this is what if, if everybody firms that then Okay, how, how do we get there? What's the first step? And so, what's the first step? What's the next step? What resources do we need? Who can we have? Who, who's here who can help us with this thing? Do we need outside help? So you just start asking all those questions. And my mind kind of works that way where I'm like, all right, if we identify the vision, then the operator in me kicks in and I'm like, all right, 
here's all of the a hundred things we have to do in order mm -hmm. to make that happen. And then I think you also have to look in the room to say, all right, it's not just to have enough to have the ideas. It's not just enough to analyze what needs to happen next. You have to have people who can actually make that happen. And you have to be able to, to recruit them or release them or empower them within the identified vision or idea or action that you're trying to accomplish. And then you've got to resource them and let them go and coach them and encourage them and equip them. So I think that there's there's a lot right there in all that I just said. Um, but, but I think that you just have to think and plan with people. And if the energy in the room continues to go up, it's a good sign that you're headed towards the right thing. It's the right goal. And if the energy maintains its level of excitement and anticipation, then you're probably going to see more people come to that task or that vision or that initiative and work towards accomplishing it. I think it's important to realize the more of a visionary thinker you are, the harder this is going to be to you at first. And it's going to feel like drudgery. And it's going to be frustrating because in your mind, you're good at winging it most likely if you're a visionary thinker you're going to think on your feet reacting quickly and so and it just your brain works you feel like better that way and you think man let's just let's just give it a shot and then we'll figure out the kinks as we go and there are moments that you need to be able to do that uh but that's not the moments we're talking about here there there are things that we do that with that we shouldn't that they would be much better if we would take time and, and plan and execute a plan and think through the details and do a better job of those things so that we can accomplish our goals and our mission in a better way. But it's not going to feel very comfortable at first. It's gonna, it's gonna really stretch your thinking, your emotions, your comfort, uh, but lean into it, man. And, and so what I would say for a visionary, anybody that's a really high visionary thinker, Start with a really big idea. Start with some big, huge dream that you would love to see happen. And then sit down with some people that will be invested in that dream with you. Present it to them. Let them ask questions. And then make sure it actually accomplishes the mission, vision, values of the church. Uh, make sure it's not some sort of side random idea. Because sometimes visionaries, we get some really random, weird ideas that have nothing to do with where we're trying to go, Right. Yes, <laughs> And so don't do that. Uh, make sure you're aligned with your mission, vision, values of the church. If you don't know those, it's another conversation of having just clarity where we're trying to go. And if everybody agrees, if 100% of everybody in the room is 80% on board, let's move forward. Mm -hmm. Now, what you got to do is think about that big idea. And then have other people in the room help you think through what is a realistic timeline. In your mind, it's tomorrow. What is a realistic timeline you can accomplish this, right? Mm -hmm. Then once you have that timeline, here's what I like to do. I like to break that timeline, whatever it is, into quarters, right? So if it's a month, I break it into four weeks. If it's a year, into four quarters. And then I try to think, okay, so what do I need to get done? And I like to work backwards. So I'll start from the finished vision product and I'll go, what all, what all has to be accomplished in order to see this done well? So if, what in that, and then I'll, I'll literally whiteboard out four boxes for my four sections. And that fourth one, I'll go, what do I need to be making sure, what's the last minute things, what's the final pieces, the final touches, and I'll put that in the, in the, in the fourth quadrant. 
all right, in order to really be able to do those well, what do I need to have gotten done in the third quadrant? And then in the second quadrant, and then the first quadrant. And here's where it really becomes a secret sauce for somebody that's a high vision. So I, I'm speaking to myself when I say high visionary thinking. This is, this is a discipline I've had to work really hard to learn. Now I go to that first quadrant. So I've gone, I've worked backwards to quadrant one. And I take that first quadrant and I break it into fours. And so if it's a week, that means, I'm, I mean, it's a couple of days. And I'll literally keep doing that until I can go, here's what I'm supposed to do today. Mm-hmm. And here's where it help, here's why I do that. It's a lot of work, but as a visionary, if I can tell myself, here are the three mundane, boring tasks I have to get done today. But if I get these done today, I'm working towards that vision. Right. And it motivates me to do the mundane things that I don't want to do because I can attach them to, I know if I do this, then I get to move on to this. And typically, at least the way I plan things, they get more fun as you go, Mm -hmm. right? Now here's the other piece. If you've got a team of any kind, lay people, volunteers, don't don't own everything. Even if you don't have a team, find a team, Uh, get a team, and get people and think through, and, and, and start breaking tasks down and go, Who's going to own this? And then you have, here's the deal. You have to figure out who's going to own it, and you have to set a deadline. You have to set a deadline. If you don't set a deadline, it probably won't happen. And then it's going to be frustrating for everybody involved. And so break it down from big idea into fours. Come back to that first one. Break it into fours until, and I keep doing it, until I know either this week or today, I have to get this done by, by Thursday and make sure I get this done by Thursday and move on from there. But then also within a team, who's responsible for what? And then have follow-up meetings around those deadlines where you go, hey, we said these are the things that we were gonna we, we were gonna have done by these days. Where are we at on those things? And if we have to move the deadlines, does that move any other deadlines? Because mm-hmm. it may domino effect and move other deadlines. And listen, I know it was a, a lot of people that sounded like probably the most boring thing I've ever said on this podcast. <laughs> But it, I promise you, it will make your life better. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. And and in my mind, I'm I'm thinking that's a lot of fours and that's a lot of quads. And what I'm thinking is, who can I get in my world to help me think through those four steps mm-hmm. and those four things, right? So. So I was getting really tired of thinking about having to do all that by myself. And my visionary mind went to, you know, and my operator mind went to like, okay, that's a lot of work. Who, who can I get and recruit to help me think through these things? So, yeah. so I've got some folks in my life who, who can do that. And then, but here's the challenging part. I run into this and I think, I think some normally sized pastors at Replants will run into this. You can do all that and you can have people who will never step up to execute. Yeah. And so you're going to have your name beside a lot of boxes. Yeah. And that's, in my mind, that's the other thing that was making me tired because I've done this with my elder team before, right? And I've done a couple things. One is I want to try to see who among us can break this down to actionable, executable items, right? And so we started doing that. And some of them are quiet. (laughs) I've got you know, I've got one guy who's really, he's a little more wired like me, and he's just, he's great at breaking all these things down. Bad thing is he's moving soon, right? So yeah. he's going to be gone. Um, 
So I think about, okay, who can help me think this way? And I wanna test the team, my team. Who, because if it always depends on me thinking this way, then I'm not equipping the team to think and dream and to plan and to do. So we're always gonna be stuck on whatever amount of energy that I can devote to that practice that you just outlined. So I wanna see, in my mind, I also wanna see other people who can think about this. If we can agree on the vision, are there other people who can design an executable plan to get there, right? Because that allows me to do more, to, to envision more things inside my, our church. Yeah. Right? And so some of this we do on the replant team, right? It's like, and that's one of the things that I realized um, I'm going to have to find, you know, I'm going to have to ignite some inspiration or give permission for some of our team to dream and do these things and execute these things and get other people involved and et cetera. And he'd have to do the same thing at church. Otherwise, you're always you're always going to be limited by what you can physically accomplish and what you can physically outline, and and what you can get people to agree to do. Yeah. And so you can be a guy that's dreaming up a lot of things and making a lot of assignments and doing a lot of progress checking. And I think initially you probably should do that because you need to learn those skills. Mm-hmm. But if that's if you're still doing that ministry all the way through, then there's something's not working right because you're not multiplying. Yeah. Right. You're adding more. And, and you're maybe adding capacity, maybe accomplishing a lot of things, but there's a difference there. And, and I think it's a, a nuanced difference that a lot of us, in earlier, early years of leadership, we didn't know this or yeah. understand. Yeah. I think it's one of those things that if, if, if starting with a big idea and going that far is too much for your team, mm-hmm. uh, then start smaller. Yeah. And, and I mean, I mean, literally start, start with, I mean, here, start with like, what if, if maybe your Sunday morning worship services don't go super smoothly, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I mean, what would it be like to meet with the people involved in that process and go, all right, next Sunday, what are we trying to do? Okay, what are the songs going to be? Here's the thing. Somebody has to be, and it probably doesn't need to be the lead person. Somebody has to be the designated question asker. But just ask those questions, mm-hmm. right? It just and so and this is where I do think an associational person or something like that can come and serve in that way once or twice. Don't overuse them on this, but I mean they can come teach your team some of these skills. But they can come. Some of, a lot of these guys are trained at this and can come and just go. Okay, so what is it going to take in order for Sunday to go well? Okay, well who's responsible for those things? A lot of times what happens is we just never ask those questions, and so things go assumed. And we go, oh, I thought so-and-so was going to do that. Or oh, I, didn't, I didn't realize that was my responsibility. Or, you know, there's all, it's, it's really all about, all of this is, listen, it's not about business strategy. It's not about any of that. This is about clarity. Mm-hmm. This is about understanding what each person, the whole purpose of this whole thing is just how do we gain clarity. Right. And how do you check, for, check that everybody's clear on yeah. it, right? And so that's a piece that um, I have recently experienced at our church is our uh, in our, our meetings with our leadership team I believe we've been clear and so for me I operate you know I'm operating two different worlds so I've got the replant world that I'm operating in and I've got the church world that I'm operating in so I'm shifting gears between those two quite often and um, the, the people who function in our replant team are I would say high initiative 
driven, they want to do things, they want to accomplish things, they're very passionate about people. And my my church team is a little less like that and much more of a we believe in the church and we're excited about being here and we want it to be good. But they're not like it's not like high initiative and high so, so there's two different worlds that I lead in and one of the things I've I've had to think about recently from experience is are we clear on what we're doing and are we clear on who's doing what? And then I think one of the things you said early on, are we clear when this needs to be done? Yep. Right. And so early on in my ministry, I wanted to do one of the like a delegate and dump kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. You, you got the tech schedule. You're running with it. Right. Awesome. I'm not going to check back in. I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to, you know, and so I need to make a note until that leader shows by demonstrating their their um, commitment and their uh, execution ability to, to actually do something, uh, I need to make sure that they they're going to do it and it's going to happen. And so I've got to not delegate and dump. I've got to check back in. Yeah, and that's where I mean I would go back to the situational leadership episode that we did mm-hmm. with Bob Bumgarner, which was also in a hotel. Sit lead. Sit lead. Situational leadership uh, is, uh, yeah, say that correctly, sit, 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 lead, yes. uh, mill, mill, <laughs> um, and, and understanding where people are at. But here's what I found. Some people who aren't good at initiative, it's because they're not able to think through or that it's not easy for them to think through the pieces. But if you can sit with them and say, here are the three things that I need you to have done by such and such date, and this is what they need to look like. They'll probably just go do them mm-hmm. and do them well. Uh, they may not be great at moving beyond that, but a process like this can bring that kind of clarity to go where they don't necessarily have to have initiative, but they have deadlines. And and that's why the deadline piece is so important. To go, I need, I we need these things need to be done by this, and you regularly check in with them. Go back to that situational leadership, give them lots of direction, mm-hmm. lots of you know, and and eventually they may start to become intuitive in what it is you need them to do and and get better. But um, man, this is a deep, complicated thing to do and learn and get good at. But I think the main thing is that we. I, I think in ministry, we oftentimes don't do a very good job of the hard work of detailed planning. And I, am, I hate details. I don't like, I don't, I don't like getting that detailed, but here's what I have learned that I like. I like how much better we accomplish big picture ideas when we do the detailed planning. And so that's where the visionary for me has gotten motivated to get better at this is I have big ideas and I want to see them done and sometimes those ideas are so big that they can't be done without good planning um, and and so it's one of those things you, you learn how to do not because you like doing it but because it helps you do the things you do want to do better and, and so I would encourage you man this is a thing you, you need to learn we'll probably talk more about this on another episode at some point and probably bring somebody much better at it like Bob Bumgarner on here to talk about it and uh, but I think just beginning to think about it I look my buddy Matt McNaughton who's a church planter went with me to Denver and we did this exercise we had uh, a moment where they had a great moment at the conference where I think every conference should do this uh, there's a towards the end of the conference they said all right go with your teams 
pick three things and talk about for an hour how you're going to execute those three things. Because you always hear at the conference, we hear at the conference right today, don't just put the notebook on the shelf, right? Make sure that this does something. Well, they, like in the conference, they had a slate of time. Go with your team. Well, neither me and my buddy, neither of us had a team there, just me and him, and he's a church planter. And so we went and I said, okay, what are your three things? Went to a room with a whiteboard. And I was like, awesome, list those out. Which one is most important to you? Awesome. Drew the four quadrants, drew the four boxes. And I said, what are the four biggest things that if you broke them chronologically out need to happen in order for that goal to be accomplished? So he lists them. I said, really cool. Okay, is that the way that they list? If you if you accomplish these four things, will it accomplish that, the big goal? And he said, yes. I said, okay. Now let's take quadrant one, the first one you got to get on working right now. When does that need to be done by? The whole thing, the whole box. He gave me a date. Okay, let's four boxes. And I just worked him through. I, I just sat there and worked him through all of it on a whiteboard. And we did all three of his things. Well, he left with all, and I, and I did the, okay, who on your team could own that, Yeah. right? You're not owning all this. Who on your team could you send an email to by the time we're done today and assign this to and say, we'll talk about it more when I get back, when I land. And, and part of the, here's, man, we're coming to the end of our conference, but here's something that, talking to him, I realized, part of it is his, his number two guy at his church is not a visionary guy at all. And if you're a visionary and you go to a conference, you're going to come back with a thousand ideas and you're going to overwhelm your staff. Yeah. And I said, and, and he told me that that happens, right? That he'll go to something like this. He'll go back home and all of a sudden he overwhelms his number two guy and it just stresses him out. I said, this he'll, your number two guy will love this. Yeah. You come back with three huge ideas it's it's going to stress him out but you come back with hey here are the three huge ideas we've broken all three of them down into the four big things that need to happen and we've broken the first one down into some steps and who's going to own those things that guy's going to be like yes yeah he'll be happy yeah just a glorious moment for that guy uh and so so he went back with that he was able to present to his team here's where we're trying to go and here's what we're trying to get done and, da, da. and here's the deal that whole process it's it's not it's not gospel, it's not Bible, so you can change it, adjust it however you need. But just take time to think through well how to accomplish the mission and vision that God has given you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Replant Bootcamp Podcast, a resource for replanters by replanters. If you enjoyed this episode or found it to be helpful for you and your ministry, please help us get the word out by subscribing, sharing, and leaving us a review on your favorite podcast listening platform. This podcast is sponsored by 180 Digital. 180 Digital is a team of design, development, and marketing experts that love working with churches, big and small. Check out 180.church, O-N-E-E-I-G-H-T-Y.church to learn more about how 180 can help your church move forward.